You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Chris, I'm the host, I'm on this week, fortunately, after some technical difficulties and scheduling problems the last couple of weeks, so... Uh, I'm not alone, fortunately. Uh, John is with me tonight. How are you doing, John? I am good. I apologise for last week. Yeah, it ended up a bit of a nightmare with Skype. Um, and it was a right good one with Andy and me. You need to just take my word for it. <laughs> that it was uh, it was high quality. But uh, uh, you, you guys were the lucky ones because I couldn't even get Skype to work for anyone ten seconds. So I we, we managed to record Skype. Well, when I say we managed to record, we managed to do the podcast. Um, on Skype, but for whatever reason, the recorder that we used did not work. Um, well, I don't know whether it never just talked to Skype or what happened, but aye, we'll just need to wake up for it this week. Andy was on it, I'm sure it was brilliant. He's usually, he's usually good value for money. Aye. I say value I just, for money. I, Nobody pays for this podcast. Aye. <laughs> I just let Andy speak, basically, so that was good. Because um, he knows his onions. All right, so... We're not going to go back and cover what's been missing the last few weeks. We're just, we're, we're, in fact, to be honest, we're probably not going to cover too much about the last the action over the last couple of weeks because it's all done. Aye, it's probably going to be more so of a review, I think. It'll, it'll probably be more of a review with a touch on what happened over the weekend because there has been certain things decided. Um, we'll start off with a charity bet, which was in the, uh, well, we'll start off with the first goal scorer charity bet, which we got correct in the wrong game. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Andy, on the, we have a WhatsApp group, and Andy was quite excited when he saw that Lee Miller had scored first until I reminded him that it was the weekend game that we'd, uh, we'd picked him for. Yeah. And unfortunately, Peter Houston decided to bench him for the second leg. So uh, he never even got the first. I think he did get on, but it was about, it was either 2 1 or 2 each at the time. <laughs> so uh, we, were, we were a bit of a lot there. Uh, and the other bet, uh, we had Hearts who drew. Aberdeen, who got thumped. Aye. And Partick Thistle, who drew. Drew. So, Aye, there was a couple of Desmonds. Yeah. T- to be honest, the Premiership was good value for money this weekend. Aye. Not one game had any less than four goals. So goals galore. Value for money. Unless you're an Aberdeen fan or a Mullable fan, in which case you probably want a refund. Or a Dundee fan. Aye, true. Aye. Well, they, I mean, even they had a, a few decent attempts in goal. <laughs> uh, they kind of started well but faded away this is going to be a bit weird we're actually going to be talking about the Scottish Premiership first maybe we may as well we may as well yeah because I mean because well, we'll start off in the bottom six because they played on Saturday um, as you say Dundee did start pretty well up in Inverness but uh, eventually we're, we're on the end of our 4-0 thrashing uh, everything was in the second half as well uh, I kind of touched on that last week we kind of spoke about this a bit I think Dundee have actually disappointed this season. See, when you look at the fact yeah. that they have Bain, Hemmings and Stuart all in the team of the year. And I think people were expecting a bit more. I know myself, I know certainly myself, I think we spoke about it on the podcast, we were expecting uh, Dundee to be, I think, certainly top six, even maybe top four. But yeah. it's not that way, especially with the fact that Hemmings' goals have been scored over 20 goals. Um, but it's been defensively. I mean, I think I yeah. certainly need to address. I know they got done on day in January, um, around about that time. I've I've heard they need to get more um, more quality at the back. I think. 
I think so. I think it's been a problem in both uh, teams in Dundee. Actually, the defending certainly Dundee. Like, they were they were they were one game away from the top six as it was, and I think having failed to make that, they were probably hoping to get the the seventh spot. Yeah, they great going forward though. They are, they're, they're great value money for going for. I know they didn't score this weekend, but they, they, they have been able to get goals in the, in the past. But yeah. um, I, I thought, like, like, as if to prove how bad Dundee's defence has been at times, the was it the third goal in this game? Was it, uh, Draper basically robbed the defence? It was very reminiscent of what happened to them at Ibrox because he basically took centre after the second goal. Went backwards, lost the ball, and Draper put the ball in it, which is, is uh, it was the first like ten seconds in the the cup game at Ibrox. They did yeah. exactly the same. They, they, they've had an issue again this season whereby too many draws because actually in terms of games that they've lost, um, they've got the f- fourth best record after the top three. Really, they've only lost twelve games, which no bad for you would think that would be enough to get you in the top six. They've drawn fifteen, uh, so and that's certainly so. so I mean. So, uh, it seems it seems to depend who you are because I know Falkirk's issue was the, they drew too many games as well. Yes, when, as far as automatic promotion goes, as um, they actually lost less games in the, the championship than the Rangers did. Yeah, through uh, late goals, which we'll, uh, we'll certainly come on to later. On. Absolutely, the, the thing about Dundee as well, as well as them getting players in at the back and maybe even prime midfield, I would say, will be whether they can keep hold of. More so Greg Stewart, because he's got a year left in his deal. Uh, there's been rumours, which I'd be delighted about if they come true, that uh, Aberdeen are interested in him. And I, I did see as well, I can't remember where it was, but supposedly in January they would have been willing to accept 400000 for him. So you would think now they'd uh, maybe accept a quarter yeah. of a million, maybe. However, I would think in terms of a player of that quality, Dundee would be as well keeping him and letting his contract run out for the sake of the money. That potentially, if they do finish top six, or would depend if they can replace them. Aye, they're going to struggle. Yeah, they're going to struggle to replace somebody of that quality for that kind of money. And you would think um, the season that Hemmings has had, they'll be interested in him as well. And there's, yeah. there's, there was talk as well; he's possibly got a release clause in his contract, so um, it would be interesting to see what happens at the D certainly in the summer. Yeah. Uh, one man who is leaving, uh, uh, he's leaving Hamilton, is Ziggy Gordon. Did you see his late at miss? He nearly left with a, a, a perfect ending, to be honest. Aye. If he'd been able nice. to keep his effort in. Are you, I take it you're linking up with the fact that he might be going to Dundee to replace Paul McGinn? That's, yeah, that was a rumour I'd heard. He might, he might well be going in his way to Dundee. So. It'd be a decent signing, I mean... Ziggy Gordon's one of those names you tend to notice. I don't know because it's just because his name is Ziggy, but uh, I don't know if he's progressed though as much as he should have. Because uh, the first season at Hamilton were back in the top flight, yeah. he was he was really good. But I think he's gonna, uh, uh, he's not really kicked on. Might have been just because maybe maybe the system now it's Neil played. He was a bit more suited to that, or possible. But... It's, I mean, it's, it's Brophy. It's the name that tends to stand out for me. But then that's because up until what the two goals again against this this weekend, it was Celtic he scored against. <laughs> Um, yeah, he, he, he did he hit the woodwork twice in that game as well. Possibly, I, I did watch sports scene, but I was kind of because it was kind of last week. Everything was decided. There was nothing really. Yeah. So I did watch it, but it was more kind of in the background at times. I, th- I think I think the woodwork hit three times in that game. I, I know Aidan Nesbitt, who's on loan for Celtic, was one of the ones because he chipped the keeper and it hit the crossbar and came back out. So he was unlucky with that one. Uh, and I know Brophy did hit the woodwork after that. I think he may have had it before that as well. Uh, 
Then what happened? They've had a good end to the season. Um, yeah, I the the it was a, the, the sort of late sort of rally. We obviously they beat Dundee to stop Dundee getting in the top six. Yeah, uh, and then they've, they've, they've went on. They, they beat Kilmarnock and Dundee United, didn't they? Aye. Uh, did they, did they beat Kilmarnock? Did they not beat them before the split? Possibly. I can't remember. I think well, I'm oh, starting I to think Kilmarnock beat them. This is well. This is well. Research this. Ah, I know. <laughs> I, 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 I was just after seeing them at Petardry. I was surprised that they they stayed up. No, Kamarik beat them for now. Yeah, I, 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 that, that's I knew there was something in my head about uh, them because that kind of gave Kamarik a bit of hope. But then I think they swapped up the following week and that finished the uh, finished basically finished off Kamarik because I, I know Dundee United obviously get relegated straight down, but. Kamarnock, uh, I've, I've struggled of late. I don't think Kamarnock um, will have too much to worry about after the the game on Saturday. I think there was too many changes in that team to, to be concerned that Dundee United had beaten them. Was it seven changes or something? They were they were looking to see what kind of options they had for the playoff. I think when they did that. So to be fair, I thought the Kamarnock looked pretty good. At times, they didn't look too clever at the back, and well, I think uh, John Rankin certainly helped in the two goals that they got. But uh, Aye, they, 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 they look they look a lot better. I think I don't really like to say it, it might do them some good if they went down, but um, certainly I know certainly they're very united in that league if it did go down. So we do Scottish football some good if they went down. But Aye, I, yeah. I think I think uh, I would like to see them hold on to Lee Clark. I don't really want to see him leaving if Kawana do go down because he seems to be he's not quite got them playing like he wants to but the the signs that Kawana are going to start playing a bit better it, it might be too late that's the I only th- problem they've got I think he'll stay because that championship's going to be really interesting that season um, the unfortunate thing is probably now with Rangers being in the Premiership that it will be covered by TV I sincerely hope that doesn't happen because I think the championship will be even better than it was this season. I think it's going to be fantastic. Like, you, like, like you've just said, like, uh, we've got Kamarnock and Air United possibly. So Dundee United. Dundee United will definitely be there. Hibs will definitely have be there. Vaith and There's still Lawson's a chance if Kamarnock can beat Falkirk. Falkirk and Dunfermline's a good little ding-dong. Aye. Um, St Mirren will be still wanting to come up along with Morton in there as well so you've got the Memphisier Derby there's so much in that league that just uh, excites I mean you compare it to the Premiership which is losing its Dundee Derby the, there's still no Edinburgh Derby Yeah. ok we're going to get the well I suppose we'll have three different kinds of Glasgow Derby next season because Martin Thistle so obviously stayed up as well um, Aye. we know what one of the, the three is going to be the big one Uh we we'll still have the Highland Derby, but I don't think that's quite been the draw it's been in previous seasons. Because like, in previous seasons it was live in the telly, and I don't, I, did they show any of them live in the telly this season? I'm not sure they did. There was a cup game on at one point. That was on TV. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I watched that on BBC. Yeah, you could be right, actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, they played each other three times in the league, and I don't remember seeing any of them in the telly. No, it might just be because I missed them. It's always possible. But yeah, I, I think the... the we used to laugh at the idea that the championship was going to be better than the premiership but I think it's more a case of the championship will be really good next season and there's a good chance the premiership will be good next season as well so I would hate to see them just focus on the premiership now that Rangers are up but we'll yeah. see I mean we'll see what happens. Certainly, certainly the League Cup is going to get more coverage next season with the, the deal with BT Sport so yeah. 
mean, that's that's certainly good for us. Um, it was good to see BBC Alba covering the. Uh, is it the League One playoff or the Championship playoff? Championship playoff. It's, te- I... it's, it's technically called the Championship playoff, even though it's two teams from League One that played the final. I did you watch it though the the game? I seen the penalty. Yeah, the second like. <laughs> oh, uh, I was actually, I was at a, I was at football yesterday actually in terms of uh, obviously people knowing the, fo- the podcast I follow Auckland Talbot as well. So there's a, a probably a quite unique situation where three players um, are having testimonials this season. So really? yesterday there was a game. They're playing three games in total, but yesterday they were playing a part of this whole kind of development team. Um, so watched the first half. To be honest, at halftime we went into the, the clubhouse and we were watching a bit of the championship playoff. And then when I got home, I watched the rest of it. It was, I suppose, it's one of those games. There was a lot at stake, and I think they were both. It was obviously even like points after the first leg, and it was more a case that they were trying not to lose as opposed to going out to win. Just the pressure of the game itself, but aye, there wasn't very many chances. I kind of got the impression it was similar in the other one as well on the Saturday, because I, I, obviously Queen's Park had the, was it a 3-1 advantage for the first leg, and then they, they went to Hamden, and it was a wee bit cagey. Queen's Park started really well, but didn't score. And then Clyde obviously pulled one back, and it was a bit, it was a bit cagey, and Queen's Park was kind of hanging on at times. But yeah, I think yeah. I think like you say, there's, there's so much at stake for both Queen's Park and Air United. They've obviously benefited; they'll go up in a division next season. And yeah, uh, that's certainly I think that plays into it. But it, I mean, it's well, so far, but it's, it's all teams are coming up. Like last yes. season, last season it was just people. Uh, sorry, teams stayed up. Yes. This season, everybody's coming up, which is great. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, we should say congratulations to Edinburgh City. Yes, absolutely. The aye. first team great to come up for the, the pyramid. You could have a great summer um, seeing who actually knows what they're talking about here. Because you could ask people, who's been promoted to the SPFL? And see if you don't know the, the, how to use acronyms properly, a lot of people are going to see Rangers. <laughs> Yeah. It does my head in that. Hasn't been called the SPL for a couple of seasons and it's never been the SPFL. The SPFL covers all four divisions. So the team that's been promoted to the SPFL is actually Edinburgh City. Aye. So there you go, wind up your friends with that one. It should be interesting for them because you would. it's been kind of mentioned a wee bit today, but the fact that's going to be the third Edinburgh team in the leagues and that's not actually going to attract maybe players but being obviously the capital city and a big bit of history as well in terms of obviously it's a, the pyramid actually working now yeah. so aye they could be a team to watch out for because they've obviously got a decent enough stadium to play at yeah I mean that, that was I mean that was two seasons running they won the Lone League so um, they were in that. did they win it the first season as well? Uh, did I want to say Stirling Uni uh, yeah, I've a feeling somebody else won it the first season when there wasn't the pyramid to play in. I know Edinburgh City obviously lost out to Brona Rangers in the playoff last season. They've 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 seen off Cove Rangers this season and then went on to beat Easter on the the, the the last few minutes of the second leg, as it was. Um but, so I, I, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, obviously there has been three Edinburgh teams in the league previously when before uh Ovingston moved out there. They were they were Meadowbanks this one, and that's the same stadium at Edinburgh City now Rockaway, so Obviously, they're winning. They're, they're successful. They've had successful over the two seasons, as you've said. Yep. So that. So they come up. I mean, they're going to come into a, 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 what was a very tight division this season, uh, and you wouldn't be surprised if they they make a, a good fist of it. Yep. I think the the other interesting aspect is what now for East Stirling, 
Because I mean, yes. like, when I was when I was growing up, Easterland were pretty much the habitual bottom of the division uh, team. But with no pyramid, there was never a problem. Um, the actually, if you go back far enough, it was Albion Rovers. Certainly, more recently, I remember it being Easterland. But that's the first time Easterland were bottom for a while. So, aye, but they've been bottom for quite a lot over the last ten years. Yeah. Uh, just going back to the first season of the Lower League was actually Spartans at one. Still, in you were second. So just going back to that. But yeah, I think the problem as well with East London is that they rent their stadium, don't they? They, they don't share it, it with Stenish Muir. The play um, so they have to pay for that, and they they were charging about thirteen pound a ticket. They'll now need to go into with the Lowland League. I think they'll be charging probably five six pound. I would think most teams. Um, I know there was kind of a bit controversy over the playoff whereby I. Edinburgh for the home match charged five and then um, East Lancashire charged 13 which is obviously a big difference between the two so you would think the rental fees aren't going to be reduced so I would have thought so because yeah Stennis we are still going to be playing in that, that uh, stadium at the same time so um, I'm interested to see what they do there and how they, how they, they go about scheduling ma- matches because um, previously the SPFL has been able to schedule both of them together it's the SFA that run the Lowland League isn't it? Yeah, I think I read though that there was talk of them trying to play from Grangemouth. I think I seen that somewhere today. Really? So yeah, I don't know whether that would be the, whether that will will happen. So might be interesting to see how that comes in. But uh, aye, it's it's um, I I kind of feel the worst for Easter, to be honest, because they've been uh, they've been a team that's been struggling quite a bit recently. Uh, and this drop is going to be it's going to be the first real test to see whether the pyramid going the opposite direction is, is, is such a bad thing or Hi, the hope is the fans that are hardcore fans obviously support them will support them and then it might be a kind of fresh a, something fresh for the fans as well maybe fans that haven't been attended as much they might think oh well can I maybe some different places to go and different league and all that so you never know yeah and you, but you can see it being a difficult league I mean um, obviously East Kilbride were another team in that division that, that made a name for themselves last season with the the Scottish Cup run that took them on to play Celtic. But uh, I mean, you've obviously got Spartans in there, you've got Stirling Uni, uh, Cumbernauld Colts, was it them that joined this season? Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether another team's going to join this year as well. I don't know, actually. On top of, obviously... Uh, that's the top five we just listed, by the way. I just, I'm just checking the division now. Um, I've got a feeling that there's still there's applications in again for this year. Well, I'm just three Rovers have been relegated out of it. To Aye, so they'll go to South of Scotland. Whatever level six is. Yeah, yeah they'll go to South of Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. So I, what I don't know is who's coming up then. Yeah, this is your buddy Andy. I know, he'd be the... the, the, the he, he would know. Well, I suppose that's the wrong end of the country for him, isn't it? Aye, but he'd still know. We'll try and find out. I'm sure we could try and somehow find out. Yeah, even Wikipedia doesn't help at this point. It says it's proposed that the relative winners of East of Scotland, the South of Scotland leagues will play one another with the winner taking the place in next season's own league. However, this is subject to strict licensing. But the fact that the the table says that three rovers have been relegated would suggest somebody's coming up. I'll try and find out who uh, St Cuthbert Wanderers uh, won the South of Scotland league. Right. So the question then becomes who won the Easter Scotland League? Aye. I'm trying to see whether there's anything on the, the South of Scotland Football League saying whether they're going to come up there or not. 
It all depends on the, the licensing, doesn't it? Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll try yeah. and we'll try and find out. No, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out next season. Uh, but yeah, I think we're we're all gonna be keeping an eye on in Edinburgh City next season especially to see how they get on in their first season in the the SPFL. Um, right, I suppose we should go back and talk about the top six because I've not been on since Celtic be crowned champions. Ah, <laughs> you've not. I so uh, congratulations to Celtic five in a row. Um, I even made it to a game. Would you believe? Yeah, I see you were there last week. Ah, glory hunter. I was at the Aberdeen game, and um, I, I must admit, after about fifty minutes, I was thinking I should probably go back to being uh, going more often. But uh, then I remembered why I wasn't going often. <laughs> No, I, to be honest, I just I don't have a time to go to football much. Jesus, it's nothing to do with how Celtic are playing. But uh, it's very strange because I've been to two Celtic games this season, and both have followed pretty much the same pattern. Where Celtic have started really well, threw it away, and ended up winning three two. Because the other game I went to was Malmo. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't even know if Celtic played particularly well. Just a couple of individual bits of brilliance by Patrick Roberts, certainly, um, who's had a terrific end to the season I don't think he want the season to end I know ah, he's, he's, he, I hope he hits a ground runner next season and I hope he doesn't have to go to playing the under 21s or whatever I'm going to make call him up for but, uh, well, I was I was wondering though obviously it was a two year deal loan deal but 18 is months that, was it 18 months yeah. aye but whether there's a like, obviously with Guardiola coming in can he recall him is it set in stone aye. Is, there, is there a recall clause I wouldn't have thought so, but I mean, I suppose if Man City are a parent club, there's always that chance. But um, yeah, I mean, Guardiola might fancy him. Guardiola might fancy just leaving them, letting them, yeah. them have that season. Because it might actually do him some good um, if he's getting games every week at Celtic as opposed to maybe being in the squad for Man City. But um, you never know. I, suppose uh, that I, think that, I think the real concern is that the, the, the England co op thing happens. Because I don't think Celtic would have any recourse for that one. They would just need to release them. Yeah. And then we'd be losing them for the important qualifiers, which, to be honest, is the reason we want them in the first place. I would recognise tournaments, so they would have to let them go. Like, they yeah. can't say no. Yeah, we can't say no. That's the thing. It's, um, to be honest, I don't think Man City could say no, never mind us. Yeah. Uh, see, just going back to like talking about Easter Scotland League, it's not quite decided yet. Was it not? Uh, uh, but Leith Athletic are currently top. With the lovely named Lodian Thistle Hutchison Vale, six points behind in second place. There is. They were in the cup as well, I'm sure. They've, they, the two of them have both got two games left to play. Right. So. At least, at least Athletic were what, a name back in the the formation of the Scottish League, were they not? <laughs> so it's quite in- interesting, though. Um, Spartans and Stirling Uni are both good teams that play in that league as well. Really? Yeah. Oh, but the reserves or something like that, because you can do that if you go down the pyramid far enough. There's reserve teams playing it. Like, I think Spartans, like you say, is one of them. Aye, and Stalling Uni. There we go. Leith Athletic replaced Cowlairs in the Scottish Football League in 1891. There you go. So, yeah, I, thought, I knew Leith Athletic was somebody I'd seen in the, the kind of very early days of the league. So, yeah, it'd be interesting if they were to start working their way up the, the divisions. Might you see uh, Derek Ryerden and uh, Gary O'Connor now? <laughs> Is that what they're playing? No, no, I was just getting on. Just obviously with Leith Hibs. Yeah. I suppose. Did, did they play at uh, uh, Meadowbank, by the way? Leith Athletic? Right. So I wonder how that'll go with Edinburgh City playing, though. Because that's another one they'll need to start arranging. Aye. Kind of... 
different divisions and different governing bodies. And well, they'll get Edinburgh City will get priority. You would think so, but and then it will just be a case of least picking aye. up what franchises are, are left. Um, but I suppose I go back to Celtic. We are we are next for Celtic. Then what do you think? I haven't the faintest idea. I mean, this is one of the things that people keep asking. It's like, well, I, I, I'm a great one for saying, I don't want this guy, I don't want that guy. And people turn into me and say, well, who do you want then? And my first answer is, I don't know, and it's not my job to be telling you who it is. Because none of the names that have been linked with Celtic are, are, are especially aspiring, inspiring. I mean, there's, there's Roy Keane, who I'm sure would put a rocket up a dressing room, which is one of the things that it needs... But I also fear that Roy came and put a rocket up the wrong people. I would probably ruin a lot of the work, a lot of the good work that Ronnie Dyla has done. And Ronnie Dyla has done some good work. It's just, it's never quite clicked properly. Um, I mean, one of the things Dyla said just even after yesterday's game was he would like to have played more younger players more often, but he, he was relying on his senior stars to get him uh, to win the, the, the big games that were needed. But then, to me, it was the senior stars that let him down too often. And I I think, I, so I think what we need is a strong character in that dressing room. Now, the likes of Roy Keane might be that strong character, but I think he's he's too far the other way. I um, think as well you need someone that's going to stand up to the board. Yeah, and that's going to be difficult because I don't think the board wants someone that will stand up to them. Yeah, the other, ultimately, the other one's picking it. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I think, was it Mark Wilson said last night, I'm sure recall that supposedly Marky McKay had spoken to the board. I mean, oh, surely that's not someone you want in. No, would they touch him with a barge pool? I know, I know he used to play for Celtic, but to me that means absolutely nothing. I'm not interested in people that used to play for Celtic, if that's their only remit, because Marky McKay is an alright manager who has a lot of baggage that comes with him these days. Yeah, and um, I can't... When you look at other names that have been linked, I think Brendan Rodgers would be a good choice. However... I don't think he would want it. I think he still wish, wants. Wish he if he comes, <laughs> I, do you know? I, but I think he would. I think he would do all right. I think. He did all right when he had a Suarez in the team. Uh, I'm I, pretty sure I could do all right if I had Suarez in the team. But it's better than some of the other names I've seen linked. That's the sad bit for me. Is yeah, you're right. Because the other, the other the other name gets linked so often is Davy Moyes, and I do not rate Davy Moyes whatsoever. He's a loser. He's never. Well, I mean, that's maybe a bit harsh. He's never won anything. He's a nearly man. This is the problem. Even like if you go back to his days at Preston, he nearly got him promoted through the playoffs, but did the manager. Everton, fair enough, he came in when Walter Smith was nearly getting them relegated, and he took them up to the point that they qualified for the Champions League qualifiers once. Yeah, but failed in the qualifiers. They never made the Champions League. He was awful in Spain. He was. I was. I was dreadful. Real Madrid. Yeah, Real Sociedad. Manu, he was enough. Manu was. Yeah, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, of Manu, because I think Fergie knew he went to get out of there, and I think Van Hal suffered from virtually the same problems, and yeah. he's having about as much success, maybe slightly more. Um, okay. I, I, I would give him the benefit of the doubt for for that because it was just a well, that was a job no one should ever t- have taken after yeah. thirty. So, and that's fair. Oh. But that, he's, he's never won anything. And any any of the Everton fans I know say we shouldn't touch him a barge ball because the football that he plays is just turgid rubbish, and that won't go down well at Celtic at all. Yeah, the the issue as well with a Celtic job is it's I know even okay Rangers are in the Premiership again, but it's no other attractive job as it used to be, especially if. There's uh, little hope of getting into the group stage of the Champions League, which that's it. I mean, unless there's a bit, I know you can get, you can say, ah, you can look at success or teams on 
when no, not spending much money and all that, but generally the teams again are the teams that have got a bit of money, a bit of cash, and the board yeah. will back them. I, I don't know. I think I, I, still, think Celtic, I still think Celtic's an attractive uh, proposition because you're looking at. I mean, if if, if Sunday's game there's anything to go by, there's a decent squad in there. Um, that I've got young. It's a decent young squad as well. So there's a lot to work with when you first come in. Yes, there's a lot of pressure on you to try and qualify for the Champions League almost immediately. Um, but you've got three rounds against teams where technically you've got a bigger budget than they have. The problem Celtic have had over the last couple of seasons is they've gone out to teams that have got a lower budget than, me, than Celtic. I mean, Maribor was, was last season, this season it was uh, Malmo. Neither of those two have got uh, anywhere near the budget Celtic have got, and yet they still won. So they Aye. proved they can get there. And if you can get into the Champions like suddenly that's like, all the focus is on you. So that's there is that draw. There's a lot of pressure comes with a Celtic job, there's no doubt in that. You're, you're, if, you don't, if you don't win every game, then the, the pressure mounts on you every time you, you drop anything. Um, Ronnie Dyla has, has been hung drawn and quartered for not winning the treble. I don't think any Celtic manager prior to him has had that pressure on him. Because even, even like the likes of uh, Jock Steen wasn't expected to win the treble every season. And he was yeah. obviously won it all. I suppose the one positive to come out of the season is Kieran Tierney. Yeah, I think um, the, the fact he managed to get the first goal on, on Sunday was just it just capped off what has been a brilliant season for him. Right foot uh, as well. Yeah, I absolutely. <laughs> he's 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 pretty high up in the assist uh, record this season as well. So I think he's he's certainly been one of the high points of this season. Um, and and bookending the the result on, on Sunday there was the 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 first of the two thousands to score in the top flight. Yeah. How old did you feel when I heard that one? Aye. I, look, I looked it up. Celtic lost 2-1 to Hibs uh, about a month after John Barnes was sacked on the day he was born. Right. <laughs> Jack Aitchison is now a, a household name for being not only Celtic's youngest ever player but young, Celtic's youngest ever goal scorer. Aye, it'll be a quiz question for a while anyway. It'll be a hard one to beat. I mean, the other thing... Um, that record, 16 years and 71 days. 16 years and 71 days. He beat Mark Fotherham's record. And Mark Fotherham set that record when Aitchison uh, was two months old. <laughs> <laughs> so the record itself was stood for 16 years. Um, oddly, Fotherham actually set it after it had been set a month previous by John Kennedy. And of course, John Kennedy was sitting on the bench the, the weekend there. So I wonder how John Kennedy felt. Must be the first time John Kennedy's felt old. He's probably played so... For the boy. I would think so. I think I think everybody's pleased for him. That was that was fantastic. I mean, his first touch. Aye. Literally, his first touch in professional football. He puts a one in it. Seven now and seven different scorers as well. Yeah, I don't know when the last time that happened. I mean, I've seen a few people tweeting about the last time there was seven different goal scorers for Celtic, and they're talking about like eight-one wins and things like that. Not the had against Hamilton, by the way. That was. There's been a, there's been a couple of a decent ones for Celtic this season, but it's been there's been a few disappointing ones as well. I think that, I mean that's the, that's the takeaway for for Sunday's game is that Ronnie Dyla finally managed to deliver exactly what he'd promised on day one about the attacking, entertaining football, focus on youth. He does it in his, his leaving present. I just wish it had happened. It's because the pressure was off, isn't it? I suppose that's that. that. Uh, you, can, you can put out whatever team you want. Uh, it doesn't matter if you lose. If you go there and entertain, brilliant. You're getting a trophy at the end of the day, whatever happens. But I think everybody enjoyed it. Well, everybody except Motherwell enjoyed it. 
Yeah. Aye, well, Mark McKee thought it was a good result. He was glad it was seven, wasn't he? I suppose, aye, because he's been humped there before. I, I may have mentioned that on this podcast. Aye, once or twice. You mentioned that this week. You brought it up. Aye. <laughs> aye. Uh, Ryan Christie gets the first goal as well. Uh, aye. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend him here because there was a lot of people critical of the one he missed in the first half. That wasn't easy to hit. <laughs> it it kind of came at him pretty quick. Uh, and he had to try and get his body over it and didn't quite manage it and put it over a bar. I heard people comparing it with Roberts at Hamden. No, it's nothing like Roberts at Hamden. Roberts at Hamden, and you can see what he was trying to do, but it was a bad miss. I think in this case, I'll give Christie the benefit of the doubt and say it was a difficult one to hit. So it, it was easy to hit it over the bar, and that's what he did. But he took, I mean, the the one he did get, I was actually mumping and moaning about Roger because he hadn't played the ball out wide <laughs> just before he did it. And then he managed to flick it in the harder of the two balls. Through to Christie, but the minute he did it, Christie was one on one with the keeper. And he, he found the net, so fair play to him. And I see the, um, his dad was there as well. Yeah, trying to be many players that will follow Dyer out the, the door. I wouldn't bet on it. I don't think there'll be too many. I, th- I think. Well, I think. I think there's players that were going regardless of what happened with the, with the manager situation. Um, I know, like Mulgrew's contract's up now. Whether he'll be offered a new one, I don't know. He's been injured a lot of this season. I think that there's a few concerns about that. Um, Personally, I would keep Mulgrew because I think he's a handy squad player. Uh, And he's been pretty solid at the back when he's he's come in later this season. So, um, Johansson has been nothing like the player he was last season. So, if he was to go now, I don't think I'd miss him. We've got a million midfielders. Beaton. whether he might fancy a crack at the Premier League. He turns a hard one. He's a kind of, on his day, he's a really good player. But there has been too many games in recent sort of weeks and months where he's just looked completely uninterested. So it's possible his head's already been turned. Yeah. He's already had one foot in the door. Uh, I'm trying to think who else we're going to be losing. I think well, was it Forrest still be away. Forrest will be, I would think. I think, I think he's not but that be any great loss for you because I've got a million of him aye um, I would love to see the back at Ambrose I must have it's just it's been one too many mistakes now it's been about ten too many mistakes to be honest oh I mean he changed the game for Aberdeen yeah the other week <laughs> I, mean, I, I actually made that joke at half time because I said well, Morgan obviously went off injured and uh, if Ambrose came on I thought oh look there's Celtic making a game out there and Ambrose on ha 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 and then we made it 3 0 about two minutes later. Then uh, it's just the suddenly then we collapsed. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I could see the back. This is one of the reasons I would keep Mulgrew. Because Ambrose is only playing because we've had so many out injured. I mean, I was looking at our injury list of like the, some of our top uh, players for being out for a length of time have been like defenders. And Mulgrew's included in that. I mean, Mulgrew's been out for about half a season. Uh, Seminovich has been had a spell on the sidelines. Yanko was injured for most of the season. Surprisingly, Lustig hasn't been injured this season. Aye, but do you know what I've noticed? Uh, Sweden have only named one right back in their Euro 2016 squad, which is uh, they're obviously hoping that Lustig stays fit, considering his injury problems he's had in the past. Really? They've only asked. That's I, I would think there'll be someone that can obviously cover right back, but I don't know if suppose he's the only natural right back in their squad. Surely they've got another one somewhere. I don't know. I'll, I'll read it. It might not be true. I don't, 
Uh, well, we'll see. I suppose the, the squads are starting to filter out. I don't think we've quite been finalised yet. I know England are named their 26 or something earlier today. So. Uh, I've seen a few. Croatia named their preliminary squad as well just now. France have named their final squad, um, barring any injuries. Um, oh, well, what? Italy, I think, we're naming our, pro- our provisional squad tonight yep. as well. So, we're only uh, three and a half, four weeks away now. 10th of June, aye. 10th of June, starts, aye. Um, but going back to the Premiership, Motherwell should look at Motherwell. I think they, they're older players. The likes of Laz, Lyman, Manus, Hamill, and McDonald look like they need to be taking a pay cut if they want to stay at, at Motherwell. So, be interesting to see what happens there. I thought some of them maybe happy just to play, to be honest. But I don't know. did you take a pay cut at your job to keep doing it? I don't know. Uh, well, they, the, the ones that are asking me to take a pick up probably earned a fair bit of money in their, their time anyway. I, I don't know. Maybe I've afford it. I mean, certainly yeah, some of the ones you've just listed have played for Celtic once. Yes. Not, um, not, not Keith Lasley or not. Keith Lasley, he stayed down. He played down south. <laughs> he was suspended for the, the Celtic game or not. I think, Scott, uh, I think Scott McDonald would get a bit of interest. Maybe not starting, starting every week, but someone that I think would... He'd be a good spare striker, wouldn't he? Aye, we don't know whether they'll take him at or not. Be experienced, certainly. In terms of mm. someone, I think they'll, well, I would hope we'll get Greg Stewart in, but we'll see what happens there. Be a very good signing. I don't, I don't, we've I don't, obviously signed one player, Jaden Stockley, ahead of that season. Right, right. Striker from Bournemouth, so. That's 22. Only name I know that Celtic have got coming in so far as the. Uh, the Norwegian guy. Norwegian boy, aye. Uh, aye. Aye, yeah, that's his name. I've seen him getting accused of getting players sent off at the weekend, or recently. Really? I never noticed that. <laughs> <sighs> I, 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 we should just touch on Motherwell at the weekend, Dale. I don't think they... Well, I, I don't even know if they tried, to be honest. I mean, Motherwell do hold the record this season of being the only team in Scotland that could win at Celtic Park. Um, with the, the 2-1 win the previous time they turned up, but they looked like a, a complete shadow of a team that did that. Uh, no, I think uh, they had absolutely no shots on target in the first half. Sorry, they had absolutely no shots in the first half. No, uh, never mind on target. I think they had two in the whole game. Uh, to be fair, one was for Gomez. It was a good save for uh, Gordon. Speaking of good saves, Gomez made a good save in the first half as well. But the referee missed that one. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 that's a uh, difficult to say. But credit to McGee for because at one point it looked like Motherwell were going to be facing another relegation battle, but to get him into the top sets. They rallied at the right time room, yeah. No, I was agreeing with But, So, I'll be interested to see what they do next season, though. I think, what you're right, it's going to depend on how the, the, the senior players, what they decide on doing. Um, but, uh, it might, might not be a bad thing, though, if some of them do leave, because it would, you'd think it would free up a fair bit of wages. That all players, depends on what they do with the money afterwards, though. Yeah. Because I don't think Mother Ward is that way, uh, rolling in cash these days. Um, right, well, we were talking Hearts about Aberdeen. Jordan. What? We were talking yeah. about Aberdeen. Aye, remember we can, aye. Because uh, you've only lost, only lost two it's games at the Audrey. Is that, am I right in yeah. saying that? Right? And you yeah, got pumped now. in the two games. Three now. Was that three? I thought it was that. What was the other one? You get Hearts the other night. Oh, aye, of course. Aye. Right. Um, so aye. But I won't let like count one of them. No, same as last season. We kind of at the end of the season, we've kind of I wouldn't say chopped it as such, but 
just there's no been as much motivation because there's been nothing really to play for. Aye, I thought, and, and still, I'll, I'll defend Aberdeen there because I think there's a few people saying, "Ah, oh, see, Aberdeen just ran out of steam." They never really. Like, Aberdeen knew they were the catch and Celtic and stop. Aye, there's not been as much to kind of go for. So six losses, six loss out of the last eight. But there's been some good points this season. Obviously, can the, the two runs we went on, run of eight games without defeat, then we run a thirteen games, beat Celtic twice. But definitely, um, January came back to Horn. Well, January came back to Horn as a no strength in the team, and then the spell on autumn came back to Horn us because yeah. even just picking up, say maybe six points during that spell would have made a difference. I know oh, yeah, that's some staff saying that when there's been a 15-point gap at the end. Um, yeah, so but it's, I think, it's, I, I think the 15-point gap, gap this season is exactly the same as the 19-point gap. Last season, it's, it's a bit artificial because Aberdeen have stopped as, as, as they've run out of things to play for. Because when you look at like, yesterday, it was a very much experimental side that was put out. Um, and that, they both had the kind of same amount of chances, Aberdeen are not scouting it. Yeah, um, so it took them. Aye, what Peter Peach that fourth goal was? Oh, aye, it was cracking. Aye, in fact, to be fair, the the one that Shout got the second goal was a cracking yeah. as well with the the bicycle. Pretty decent as well. So, but uh, a keeper making his debut yesterday, young boy Lennox, who he's signed an extension to his contract. I don't think he'll be featuring in terms of for the first team that season. I think he'll be primarily just playing for the development team. Possibly, um, but then you've run out of keepers. We'll sign another keeper. Scott Brown's away, isn't he? Aye. Well, we'll sign a lucky bus. So Scott Brown's away. That's surprising. Uh, nah, no surprise, I don't think. He, no. He's not going to be first choice. I think um, he's, not good enough. he's not good enough in terms of if you want to still be challenging up, up near the top of the league. So, we have a new keeper coming in. That's you think you'll get Rodgers back? Aye, Rod- uh, Rodgers will be, be there. I think it'll be Rodgers and one other keeper, I would think. Whether, I don't know whether McInnes will play Rodgers or whether they'll have two keepers battling out again. I would prefer it's that way do you want just a guy that's a number one and then someone playing back up to him or do you want two keepers fighting for the jersey um, so we'll see what happens I've seen Imagine. both at Celtic and I'm never sure what's better because I remember the years of sort of Rab Douglas and Magnus Hedman fighting it off against one another and I was never convinced it was good for either of them um, but I, th- I think, on the other hand, it's too easy to rely on one goalkeeper, and then if something happens to him, exactly. you can't really rely on the second one because you don't know what it'll do. Because we had that problem with Zoliska. Zoliska just was not a reliable keeper whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, yeah, probably I having the two keepers fine out. Kind of better. Whether, I don't know whether McGovern, he's obviously been linked, whether he'll be a shot or whether it'll be someone from further afield. If he's leaving uh, Hamilton, he's going to be a great signing for somebody. He will, yeah, he should be. Um, the other one, I suppose, that I don't know whether. It'd be someone, maybe Jimmy McDonald, if come on and get relegated. Yeah, I was just thinking. Um, obviously, he's been one of the kind of best keepers this season, so could be someone that might interest Aberdeen. Um, Adam Collins going back to Rotherham, but he only really played a couple of games, so obviously McInnes didn't fancy him anyway. Um, young player Michael Rose, who played recently, he played made his debut for the first team. He's been released. Good well, he's been released, which isn't a surprise. Um, Church is away back to uh, MK Tones and then Barry Robson retired. Barry Robson retired, so, yeah, that's a. I've been thinking it was coming. It's not a surprise. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's had a good career, so. 
Yeah, fair point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always have fond memories of how he played in the the O seven O eight season. He was he was a, a central figure in the, the team that rallied and won that uh, third league title in a row under Gordon Stacking. So uh, I also remember so, how he got sent off when he came off the bench for Aberdeen just a few weeks ago at Mill. Because yeah. <laughs> I think I think that was the day I finally realised that Celtic were going to win the league after all. Yeah, I had my doubts before that. <laughs> I know, I think that was a kind of crucial game. Because that, that was the same day that we put that, uh, Roderick put that 90th minute goal in against Kilmarnock, if I remember rightly. So he did that and then Aberdeen went out and lost. Yeah. So uh, I think that was the day so, I realised what was happening. There'll be, uh, there'll be a fair bit of movement in the summer because the squad already have been quite small. That's us lost. Such players, but I would say maybe one, two, let's say four of them, I would say were. At least first team scored players at some point. You've got a few, a few young, a few kind of under twenties have been released, but nothing I know they are. There was talk, rumour earlier that there might be some players that were in contract that we may be told they were free to free to go, but that's nothing's come about with that. Um, I think, I think the thing is the the courier squad's going to be there. I think certainly. Yeah. I can't remember if, it, if it, it was, this has happened since I've been on the podcast last. But she Logan signing up again. That's a, a terrific yeah. thing. That was because there was a big fear that he would go. Yeah, that was when uh, I was hoping we could maybe pick up, but uh, that's not what happened now. I I don't know if he would have gone anyway. I think. Uh, Aye, there's a certain section of the Celtic support <laughs> seem to have it in for him, which I never quite understand. We know why, but I don't understand it. Yeah. So that's up there, but like, one of the best signings. We'll probably yeah, have this someone because yeah, to, to lose him uh, and try and replace it would be very difficult. Um, I'd say arguably probably the right, best right back in the league. I've, um, him and Lustig it probably would team those two, but Logan's consistency has been really good. Um, who's the best, back, who's the best left back in the league? Let's say it's tight. I was excited because you don't play any left back. <laughs> Shinny wasn't too clever against uh, Patrick Roberts, mind you, but um, right so, yeah. it'd be, be tight. Obviously, Gordon Strachan prefers Tierney. And now Lee Wallace has come into the squad, but he said he is uh, giving Aberdeen players and Celtic players a rest. Uh, but, I, th- I think he also said he was giving Hearts players, well, what Hearts players were getting called up a rest, but Callum Parkinson uh, was an exception Parkinson, because uh, it'd, been, it'd been requested that he could join the Scotland yeah. squad. So I, I think... Uh, he wants Again, I've not been on the, the, the podcast since uh, the, the squad was named, but I think God Stacking's been very sensible with it. Apart from the fact of why is the Rangers players in it, they might be playing in Europe next season. Aye, well. Unless, unless there is a get-out clause for them. If they win the Cup this weekend, it would be, it'd be pretty good if God Stacking turned and said, listen, I know I've called up the Rangers players if you want to pull them out of the squad because you're playing in Europe next season, that, that was fine. I think that would be very Aye, but there's, there's, there's not just that, there's the uh, Championship playoff down south as well. Because you've got Hill, who probably look like they're going to be in the, the final. Mm-hmm. They won 3 0 the first leg. You've got what, Snodgrass and uh, Robertson there. Yeah, so but when, when, when's the weekend? The first picture, I think, is the day after that final. Is it? The day, is it, zero, is it? Maybe. Mm. Or, or it was the same kind of weekend, same kind of time, so see what happens there. Um, Sheffield Wednesday went through in terms of tonight. I've seen that. Don't know whether Barry Barron, he's the only one, I think, in the Sheffield Wednesday squad. 
Could be right. I'm Scottish. Sheffield Wednesday's got what an old Celtic contingent for what I remember. <laughs> Stevie <laughs> Bay's not there anymore. I neither. No, I have got Hooper these days. Have you got Gary Hooper? I think have they, have they got Glenn Lovins? <laughs> I know he went at some point. They've got Ross Wallace. Ah, they've got Ross Wallace. Well, there's a name. But Ross Wallace has the future. Does the future for Scotland anyway? So, um, but I uh, going back to Aberdeen. McInnes has said that he's hoping to get two two more players in this week. On top, obviously, as I said earlier, signing the boy Jaden Stockley. Um, well, that's so, the thing. I mean, ideally, you want to get them tied up before the the Euros start. Uh, absolutely, nothing ever happens when the Euros is on. So. Aye, but we want to see Ronaldo now before his value goes up, certainly. Ah, well, that's yeah. not, uh, so, so we don't want. Just begin, you need to worry about though. I mean, obviously you want to begin to have a great tournament and then... Aye, I've seen, to- well, I've, seen point. Talk <laughs> some, I've seen talk from some fans that they would be the right offer coming from again they, they would, would let him go, but he yeah. is maybe, at times maybe he does, he's no, doesn't play as well, but he's assist record goal, he's got double figures for both. It's natural that he's going to maybe have some bad games. He's pretty much played every every game this season. Mm. Um, so, yeah. and if he was to be sold, I don't think we'd get a massive amount of money for him because of his age. Because he's kind of his later to the 20s as opposed to having a decent kind of sale value, sale value, I don't think. so. I don't suppose Johnny Hayes is going to make the Ireland squad, does he? The Republic Ireland squad, I mean. He's in the pro- preliminary squad. Is he in the preliminary squad? He might, Aye, he might be one of the ones that gets cut, it. but again, he's another one that might go to Euros, and you never know. Um, so, see what happens there. De- definitely, we need a new centre back. Um, he said he wants a midfield. He basically wants a, 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 spike, wants a few yeah. new spike. Aye, you would say, um, but we'll maybe need a bit more because he, he wondered as well about the likes of Paulette, whether he's happy enough to be a kind of squad player. Um, Cammy Smith. Kind of been a bit of a kind of backup player, kind of score player. So there could be there could be quite a lot of changes. So just see what happens with that. Well, but hopefully, some positive news. With hopefully, two signings are big ones this week. So what what do you think the the goals are for next season then? Because I know what you're saying about it's it's been another good season, but because uh, like you've done things like beat Celtic and cut the. Uh, the, the, the deficit for 19 to 15, but then you did get less points the you... last season. The cups were disappointing. I want to say the European campaign was disappointing, but it started well. I think that's probably why it was disappointing. It started really well, and then he's got to in a good position, only well, to not quite do as well as he should have. I know Stuart Milne's goal said he wants David like to get into the group stages of the Europa League. So that's right. one thing. Uh, that, that would be fantastic. I would love to see uh, that. I'd be brilliant. Um, I don't really see it happening, but it'd be good if it did. Yeah, it's difficult, difficult because I'm going to need to play four oh, games, about yeah. four ties. So, because the cup winner will get the, the, the bite. Aye. So that gets more difficult each year. Obviously, a cup win's always something that you want. Um, and then McInnes has come out obviously last week and said about the fact right the board's to kind of back me. Back me, I'll get you the title. In terms of if, if we want to try and still compete at the top, I don't see the reason why we can't. Still, because if and it's, I would say as an if if Rangers come in and do well when they are up, maybe near the top, that's another potential team that can take points off Celtic. Mm-hmm. It's not a team that possibly can take points off the likes of Hearts and Aberdeen as well. But if there's maybe more teams challenging, that might help because Hearts, if Hearts push on as well, which they could. Yep, I think they probably um, want to do that. Yeah, 
then it could make for an interesting, interesting time that season. See what happens. Um, but I, if, if we get the right players in, if the board back McInnes, uh, a bit more depth to the squad, then maybe kick on again. Because, OK, we've got less points than last year, but we have closed the gap, much as it's not by much. We did close the gap again. You, you would think that's um, more down to Celtic than down to Aberdeen, though. <laughs> if you've got less points than you did last season, the gap's down. Have, you must have less, too. They've only lost four games, though. Celtic. Yeah, they do we, we, we drew a good few. I think that was maybe some of the problems. Too many nil-nil draws at Celtic Park. That's what I remember. That's getting the belief that we can win at Parkhead in the league. Say for say for example, the first Celtic Aberdeen game was at kind of Parkhead next year, and Aberdeen to win. Then that would help. That's something we need to try and do. Sure. And then, you know, see what see what happens. Certainly, we need to see what happens signing wise because yeah. Whoever comes in at Celtic is going to get, you would think, a bit of money to spend. To me, a lot, but you will get a bit. And I'll just, I do not like to say. But I would say def- if we could get the, the group stage of Europa League, that would be fantastic, but it's a difficult one. Aye, I think even getting to the final playoff round would be nice. Because <laughs> it was, what, three rounds you managed to get through this season? Aye, and then Kyrie or Marty. We beat Rejecca, no, Rejecca were seeded. So. Aye, that was the big one. That was, the, that was a, a decent team you beat. So. Probably one of the best performances of the season. Probably, yeah. Right, we should probably round us off with the, the game at Tynecastle. Uh, we've already mentioned that Hearts will probably want to kick on again uh, next season. I mean, oh, was it all like four of these goals in the first 20 minutes or so? In the game? Yeah. It was a bit bonkers us. Uh, well, I think the, the, the big standout here is that St Johnson blew their chance to get a 100% post-spot record because they'd won all four games before this. But that's not that's not something that's happened that often. I meant to check how often it has actually happened and I'm really going to it. I think Celtic under Neil Lennon in his interim period won all five of the post-spot games. But I don't think it's happened much outside of that. They've recovered well after that. I mean, they went a long time without winning many games. St. Johnson. Yeah. So they've, they've, they've covered really well and credit again for them finishing top six again because yeah. But I don't, I don't think they've got I don't think they've got a budget that suggests they should be finishing in fourth place. Might be wrong, but I don't think they have. They've certainly done D right would have had a higher budget. Oh, I maybe even yeah. D, maybe even Dundee, I think. Because I think that's the key for St. As, as Jim Cole touched on it last night, they don't have a big support. No, they've got so they're not a lot of fa- a lot of aye. Um, no, I think I think that's the key though. They 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 love within their means and they have a manager who's capable of getting the best out of the resources that he's got. So I think you can't really ask for any more at St. Johnson than that. Um, and ultimately when whatever happens at St. Johnson, they did win the Scottish Cup in twenty fourteen, so that's that's just something that they'll be able to remember forevermore. Um, so they've released a few players as well today. Um, Simon Lappin and Scott Brown. And Good, there's too many Scott Browns. Let's John, get rid of them John Sutton on the transfer list. And then they had the boy Krakenov. And then Michael Doyle. It's a boy boy. Um, they've been released as well. Krakenov, I think they signed him in January or just after January. Uh, but what was maybe his name? Later on, uh, maybe in March. <laughs> crack went off. <laughs> <laughs> so I. Ah, oh, dear. Childish. Right. Anyway. 
But I, I know that uh, Stuart McComb touched on it last night, or he's kind of touched on it last night in sports scene in terms of it's not much more that Tommy Wright can do at St. Johnson. It's, uh, that's a chase, chase a good manager away. That's always a good bit. It's, it, there's, it's, always, there's always more. It's, it's, it's a bit like the Terry like Butcher situation um, when he was kind of happy about the fact of Inverness having quite a kind of small support. Don't get me wrong, Tommy Wright's never because I don't want to come out and say that, but you do think that it's maybe a kind of difficult one with that. Because the team's doing well, you want you maybe you kind of want a wee bit more support there. And don't well, yeah, the board but... have said yeah, the board have said they're going to support me a bit more next year and give them a bigger budget. Well, I think but they afford to what's do that. that, that going, what's, that, what's that going to equate to? Um, might do better. Might win an Orcup. Maybe. Might push on and challenge the the the, the four that are supposed to be the, the, the challenge for the title next season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> St. Johnson might make it five. St. Johnson might be Leicester City next season. Aye, maybe, maybe it'll come out. Maybe come on, it'll make a miraculous escape and it'll be them. Eh? So, no, that's just a uh, fantasy. I would hope so. <laughs> if we're talking about teams that don't have that big a support, come on, let's put up another one. Aye, they, they managed to get six, about 6,000, mind you, for the, was it the second last home game, I think. Did they? Aye, I think so, round out that. Well, I think they'll be looking to get that again when they, they play Falkirk in the second leg. Yeah. You get everybody behind them. I think it was a party Thistle game, I think. They had, I was, then party Thistle would have had a, a decent support, I would have thought, for that game. But it have been one of the last away games for them. I suppose. Alright, we should probably move on because we're, uh, time is marching on. Um, the one thing we haven't touched on uh, is Hibs. Hibs are in a very unusual position this season because so far they've made it to the League Cup final and blew it. Uh, they finished third in a league where they were expected to finish at least second. Uh, they then made it into the semi-final of the playoff and blew it again. So their promotion uh, has, has fell through. They're going to be in the championship for a third season running. And yet, despite all those failures, if they can win one game this season... They will become <laughs> legends. Yes. <laughs> if, 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 a big yeah. if. It's been mentioned countless times that they haven't won a Scottish Cup since 1902, and all they need to do now is beat Rangers. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like they haven't beat. Well, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Disruptive in the the build up. Uh, to it. Aye, brilliant. Done United with that, I don't know, by the way, with the disruptive get stealing away from his manager when they were playing in the playoffs as well. Remember when people used to get tapped up when you'd get fined for it? Whatever happened to that? Nah, I think happen. the last person to get fined for that was Celtic when they got Tommy Burns 22 years ago. Eh, nothing better than. But eh, aye, it's, it's so, I mean, like, it's ridiculous that Hibs have had such a, a disappointing time over and over again this season and yet one game if they won it. Then it's going to be it'll change the whole complexion of things. They'll, they'll finally get that monkey off their back. I said that a couple of years ago that um, in baseball there was a, the the jinx on the the Boston Red Sox winning the World Series for like ninety years or something like that. And one of the things you had to do in the way to winning it was beat their bitter rivals, the, the New York Yankees. And I said it was it was the the year they were playing Hearts in the final, and I said if Hibs were going to win this, they'd have to beat Hearts, it always seems fitting. But of course, this time around, Hibs beat Hearts in the way to the final. 
they knocked about after the replay. So yeah, they've already done that part of it. And to be fair, in, in the, the the comparison with the Boston Red Sox, the Boston Red Sox didn't beat the New York Yankees in the final. They beat them in like the what was the semi final effectively. So I will we'll just hand them the cup now yeah, then. Yeah, let's just let's just give them the cup. Let's not ball play that. That's a good idea. No, I mean to, to be fair, I mean, Hibs have beaten Rangers this season. I mean, the last time they played them was just after Rangers clinched the title, the, the, the championship title. Um, so and then what, they beat them three one. It finished, I think. They they are capable of it. They're capable Definitely. of it. It's just it depends if they can pick themselves up for the defeat uh, uh, to to Falkirk, which was done in the last minute of the game. But then Rangers don't have Bob McHugh. Bob McHugh did exactly that to Rangers about six weeks ago. So it's not as if uh, it's, it's unheard of that uh, Falkett can come back against teams. They seem to be making a, a habit of it this season. Yeah. Um, it just so happens that it's, it's cost Hibs the, the chance of promotion this season. But I, th- I think it's it's going to be an interesting open game. I think um, from the little I've seen of Rangers, they play some, some really nice football under Mark Warburton. So. I think we can expect more of the same. We just ha- they haven't played in a few weeks, so uh, the question is going to be: Are they going to be fresh, or are they going to be ring rusty? Yep. Whereas Hibs have had a, a, a Hibs have probably like, because they went out on Friday night there, they're going to have slightly over a week to rest up and get ready for it. Yeah. Which isn't quite the same as having a few weeks off. So they might Aye, they I might be refreshed. I Rangers played like. The Spurs development squad or something. Spurs like, development team, yeah, aye, but you don't know how how competitive that was. You don't know what the quality was. It's like, you don't know anything about that game, but it's just closed doors. That's kind of the point. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, just how the time off has affected Rangers, if it has affected them at all. The only yeah. comparison we've really got is with um, Falkirk last season, because obviously they made the final against Inverness. Uh, they had a few weeks off. They just missed out in the playoffs. Uh, so well, they had a few weeks off it was never that that, that playoff they, they think it was the same situation effectively because the championship final round was the first weekend of May and then it was a few weeks until the Scottish Cup final So, and I don't think Falkirk looked all that ring rusty to be honest um, obviously they're up against Inverness who were a, a division above them uh, but they, they, they went to go down came back at one point Falkirk looked like the better team I thought towards the end of that game only to then have the, the absolute hell off of Jamie McDonald. but um, it, was a, it was a tightly Aye. fought game so I, I thought it, there's, there's a lot of interesting aspects to the Scottish Cup final um, and I guess we'll see how it pans out on, on Saturday Aye Rangers are 9-10 to the draws 13-5 after 90 minutes and then Hibs are 29-10 to you'll get 7-4 just for Hibs on the cup but anything yes just hold it that's that's I don't fancy putting my money on it, to be honest. Because I, I think if I'm, 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 if I was to guess what was going to happen, I think the Rangers will probably win it. I think the, the the mental strength that Rangers have shown this season has been really good. They've they've, they've done what's they been asked of them. They've got a competent manager. They've made some astute signings. I think they're going to continue to make astute signings in the summer. I don't know what I'm making of Joey Barton one, to be honest. Um, I've, I've seen, well, I've, I've seen what Joey game. Barton's tweeted in the past and it, it tends to favour the other side of Glasgow but then Aye, I was listening to the radio earlier though and part of that they were they were saying maybe it was when uh, Lovencrans went from Rangers to Newcastle and Joey Barton being the, the character he has decided I, I'll just support Celtic just to light him up <laughs> um, well, one of them if you look at his playing look at him on the pitch as a player there's no doubt he's a good player 
Um, however, yeah, he's getting on a bit, but I mean, you would think moving up to Scotland, he's still going to be have, have a lot to offer up here. I think. Um, yeah, but um, it's talk as he wants a three-year deal, and at that age, that very be, strange. Yeah, he's like thirty-three or something. Yeah, thirty-three. He'd be talking um, thirty-six. But, um, I don't know. It seems a lot. And then he's, he's gonna he's gonna want pretty kind of hefty wages, you would think as well. If it's his last deal, yeah, you would think so. So, um, though again, he's not. Is that is, is it? Knows that someone that'll be short of a few bob. No, I, I did. I did see something in the newspapers earlier today actually that was suggesting that the Rangers were willing to spend to prove that they were that was them back in the, the top flight and they were make, making a good fist of it. And I thought, no, that's just proving you haven't learned anything over the last four years. Yeah, well, they've been linked with him, they've been linked with Graham Dorans, they've been linked with Cummins, and they obviously they signed the boy Rossiter from Liverpool. Um, yeah. Mm. There's been, been rumours that he's on about 10 grand a week, but that just it probably maybe rumour, who knows. There was also a little story, I thought it was just brilliant for Scott and the football, don't it? About how he might be signing for Spurs in six months' time, and Spurs might have done a wee deal with, with Rangers to, because, to get him, because... Rangers don't have to pay any development costs, whereas Spurs, if they'd bought them, would have to pay ridiculous development costs. So Spurs uh, might get uh, Rangers signing for six months is saving a bit. It almost, it's, it's almost a, a dodgy sort of loan deal behind But where did that, thing. that come from, though? Like, yeah, I, I, don't, it's, I think it's, it's Scott putting two, two together, whether he's coming up right. with four or five. Remain to be seen. But uh, it's certainly, it's, it wouldn't be the first time that that's been suggested. Um, I know obviously Celtic benefited for that when they brought in Joe Ledley and it was able to get him ahead of him but then you had Joe Ledley for a several seasons before we sold him down south to uh, Crystal Palace so. and I, I, I must say it's, it's massively unfortunate for him that he's out injured because he's going to miss the FA Cup final and Wales at the, the European Championships I must talk that he would, make, he would be able to make a comeback for the, the Euro surely not I wouldn't have thought so when the last I heard, there was no chance. But if there's, if there's even a possibility, then you'd imagine he'd be trying to because it's not as if Wales have qualified for much of over the last few years. Was it nineteen fifty eight? Last time they qualified for anything? Probably something like that. But I'll try to say at first that he would maybe still make the Euros, which I thought was a bit kind of bit surprising. Would be on it. I don't, I don't see that happening. I'd like. I would like to see him go. I don't think he'll take part. But I think if if the squad's getting about them, they'll take him with them anyway. So he can be back to the squad and just be there. I, I think uh, Alan Pardew supposedly said he's 50 50 for the Euros. Really? That was a couple of days, aye, that was a couple of days ago. He's definitely missing the Fra- he's, top final, though. He, fra- he fractured his leg. Surely he's but, out then. But, I don't know. It says, it's a, it says a minor fracture can take up to six months to heal. It's a minor fracture, yeah. If it's a minor fracture, so so uh, even if it's a even if it's a small fracture, it's he's, he's cupped. He's just no chance. He's no he's no nah, five months already, has he? You would think he will miss it. That seems a bit daft. Right, so I think we're pretty much covered. Um, we have mentioned Falkirk and and Kilmarnock in the playoff because that's the other action. Kilmarnock are favourites uh, for the, to go through four to seven. Falkirk are five to four. Yeah, I'm not surprised because on sports scene they were talking about how Falkirk are obviously the, the team on form and come on to going into it down and, and I'm sitting there thinking we've got Stuart McCall in the, the studio here. Surely he knows better than anybody the difference that the 
the, the, the lower tier and the upper tier has given what happened between Rangers and Motherwell when he was in charge of Rangers last season. Was uh, it, all Bar- I, it was Barraclough that was in charge? Uh, he was in charge of Rangers, <laughs> remember? Oh, yeah, well, that's right, it was high, that's right. <laughs> so he was in the wrong end of it. So, I mean, for all, like, Rangers came into that on form, so, and, and Motherwell didn't, and yet Motherwell came out 6 1 victors. So, I think I think what uh, Falkirk will be wary of that. I think they, they might be expecting a, a difficult game against Kilmarnock. It's over two legs. The away leg, or the, the second legs away from home. It's uh, for for Falkirk. It's at Rugby Park, so it's it's going to be difficult. It's um, was it nineteen ninety seven? Was the cup final between these two? Yeah, yeah. So I remember when, when this kind of panned out. And, uh, Alex Torrent came out with a count. Yeah. And come on, I want it one now. I've got good friends, Aye, Falkirk fans, you see, and so I, I, I remember, I, I've, I've seen them disappointed at cup finals three separate occasions now. Aye, well, I work in Kilmarnock, so, uh, I, I think it would, I think it would affect their town in quite a big way if they were to get relegated, but, saying that, I think, I, I think, Falkirk, I would love to see Falkirk come up, I must have, I, mean, I do have the emotional ties but um, I think I think Kilmarnock will, will suffer if they go down. But I think the fact that Air United are now in that division may soften the blow slightly. Because yes, going down is going to hurt, but they're going to have big games to look forward to if it if it happens. And I still like we, we touched on it earlier that Dun United, Tibbs, St Mirren, there's, there's teams in there that have played recently in the top flight uh, that, will, that will certainly give them a game and, and they'll be looking to come back up. And well, there's been a good few times this season where lower league teams have beat Premier opposition. Yeah, and I think the had Hibs made it through the, the the playoff, then you would probably think Hibs would be favourite given their record against top flight uh, teams. I think they've only lost one, and that was unfortunately yeah. Ross County in the final. But every other time they've played a top flight team, they've won. So, and that won't change now because they're not playing the playoff, and the Rangers are still technically a Championship team until the end of the Scottish Cup final. So. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's. Th- there's three interesting games coming up this week. Uh, I think. Have that, we got, have we got a bet? Sunday. I don't think we've got a bet. Aye, Thursday, Sunday. Aye, I don't. I think we're out of bets, unfortunately. We're out of bets. As far as I'm aware. Again, probably. Well, we to, to be honest, aye, we, we haven't been last few weeks. Right? No, I don't think I want to touch any of the games anyway. Aye. I don't we think I want to bet in Colorado Fall Cup. I don't think I want to bet in the Cup final either. That's something. I wouldn't know what way to go. But we have to say a bit of money's going. Yes, and we're not going to tell you because we're going to save that for next week. Because hope, next week. hopefully we're going to get Craig on next week. Ah. So uh, he, he'll be making a, a, a return to talk about the cup final. Uh, director of podcasting can can keep us up to speed with where the, the, the charity about money's going. But I think the... Oh, talking to Craig. Um, obviously Craig being a great lover of pies. <laughs> uh, I was at uh, the Talbot game tonight at Beath and uh, it was a league match and I'd heard that they do a, a chicken and haggis pie All right. so I had one very good it's pretty good ah, it's pretty decent Aye. I see when I was at the game uh, the Celtic Aberdeen game I had to get myself a pie as well because I, I do like a, a Celtic pie pie must admit what was your pie? more than one pound fifty. <laughs> There wasn't much change for a fiver after I bought my Borvo as well. I could have had a steak pie if I wanted, but I thought I'll try the chicken and haggis. So, 
but it was a good game tonight. Well, it was a crap game actually, but it's going to get into the end of the season. But Beath were two 0 up. WSM players for the Junior Cup final. Uh, Talbot need, but to well needed to points in terms of kind of wanting to win the title. So two 0 down, it was looking dire because we were, we were atrocious. But kind of a masterstroke substitution, two goals in the last ten minutes, go back to two 0 and our rivals Hogford. They only drew one over as well. So. Talbot are seven points clear. They've got one game left. Talford have got three left, but one of the games is Talbot versus Hilford. So Ooh. if Talbot, Talbot know that if they avoid, they just need to oh, avoid defeat, defeat. Yeah. then they win the title. So nice. there we go. We've got junior football mentioned as well. I, that, yeah. We've managed to cover six tiers worth of football post juniors. Yep. That's not bad. Well done, us. <laughs> And we get a pie chatting. And we get the well. pie chatting there. You know what we haven't done yet? Congratulated Bearded Wolf for winning the playoff. Eh, for winning the predictor, sorry. With 170 points. A point ahead of Sonic 1978. Aye. Uh, out of Aye. I had a look yep. at the mini league in the, from the regular posters in Scottish football forums. And um, uh, one of our guests has won it. The footy gaffer, 150 points. Yeah. One ahead of Blackbird with 149. And miles ahead of, would you believe, Craig, 128. And then you and 120. Where am I? 117. I, I chucked it about a few weeks ago, to be honest. I stopped predicting. Did you? That's even more embarrassing. Like. I couldn't even catch you and you chucked it. Ah, I did, I I did it. the predictor the entire season. I think maybe... I'm trying. I think certainly the last two games I never put predictions in. Maybe the last three, but... Ah, yeah. When I knew I could... Uh, Win it. The league, I thought, yeah. See, I used to take. I did an Aberdeen, basically. I was basically Aberdeen in the middle league. That's it. I just went. And you still finished above me, though. It must be a jinx of the hosting because in the last few seasons, when I've been on this podcast, I've been ahead of Craig, I've been ahead of you, I've been ahead of Greg, I've been ahead of Laurie (laughs) over the years. This year, I've taken up hosting and I'm rotten. So it's a jinx. Hosting this is a jinx if you're doing the predictor. I think maybe that's why Craig took time off. Maybe I so he could spend more time. That's like, it. Checking more, out more, time, more time checking out the predictor properly. That's what it is. Aye. Secret suit, Craig. <laughs> All right. I think we've probably talked ourselves to death here. Uh, we've covered quite a lot. There will be one more podcast next week. Yes. For the end of season party. And then it just depends whether we may, maybe do one for the Euros at all, whether we might, don't know if we will. Yeah, the Scottish Football Forums podcast covering the Euros with Scotland's no there. We did one for the Euros. Exactly, exactly, we did. So, Let's face happens. it, there's a lot of players that play in Scotland, why not? So, it's, it's relevant. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Alright, well, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, thanks for coming on, John. Yes, hopefully you've had a chance to listen and the recordings worked fine. And I, see you next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out in about 30 seconds whether this worked or not. Because this is yeah. where it failed last time, last time, last week. So, fingers pray, crossed. Pray for, SF, pray for SFF podcast. Hashtag. <laughs> yes. I might have to release that on the, the SFF podcast Twitter account, is that? All right, thanks everybody for listening and uh, thanks for coming on, John. We'll talk to you all again for the final time of season next week. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.